This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, October 24th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. Steve Wolfong checks in from Indianapolis, Indiana. Steve, how goes it? 52 and cloudy, Daniel. Uh, but everything is well on my end. How about y'all? Going swimmingly. I am a Nats fan, so I don't want to jinx it, but could be parade time. Ohio State would like to have a parade at the end of the year, a big game this week, and as Wisconsin comes to the shoe for a noon kickoff, this could have been a much bigger game. You probably would have had game day there, et cetera. Now they're off to North Dakota because Wisconsin could not get it done against Illinois. So that brings us to Saturday. Because it's a noon kickoff, Ohio State will not have the type of guest list recruits-wise as it would have for a later game that I think they'll have for the Penn State game later in the season. But it's a very interesting weekend for recruiting. Some very, very big targets in the class of 2021 will be here. Several commitments in the class of 2020 as well. But we're going to focus on those guys who have not committed yet. Three guys in particular, and then we'll move on to the rest. The first, and I'm going to make a statement here. I don't think any player in the history of recruiting will ever be compared to another player more than Will Shipley will be to Christian McCaffrey. The Caucasian slot back from North Carolina, highly coveted. He will be here this weekend. Your thoughts? Well, at least now we finally have more shorter quarterbacks doing their thing, so I don't have to get an email uh, once a week about the next Russell Wilson. And, and, with, and maybe we'll have some more guys pop up where not everyone gets compared to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, on the Caucasian Outflow. running back side. But um, Will Shipley's dynamic, um, and he's proven it in a testing setting, that he's very athletic, and then obviously he's very productive on the football field. And uh, he's made some. he's been to some big-time games this year. Um, he's been to Clemson. He's been to Notre Dame. I think those are the two uh, that have made major impressions on him. Um, obviously there, there's, there was some NC state buzz with him early. Um, I, I think he's going to go to a, a, a blue blood type program. That's just my sense of it. Um, and so Ohio state will get their swing and we'll see, we'll see, uh, how he likes it. I think he's going to like it. Uh, I know with Notre Dame, he's already really getting to know their 2021 commits. So I think that's helping Notre Dame early. I don't think that's going to be like, uh, uh, what's going to be the deciding factor for him. But recruiting is a game of inches, as we know, and that's an inch Notre Dame's up on um, the competition in my regard. Um, obviously, Clemson's Clemson, and, and what, what they, they're in the same similar situation as Ohio State, Ohio State's Ohio State, Clemson's Clemson. Clemson's a little closer to home. Uh, I don't know yet. I've, I've seen some people talk about distance from home maybe being a factor for Will uh, when it's all said and done. I'm, I don't. I can't say that I think that's true. 
yet, but others have said it, so we'll see if uh, time will tell there. Um, but obviously he's a big-time playmaker uh, and a guy that um, will be on Ohio State's campus this weekend, and um, uh, he'll have a good experience, and I expect the Buckeyes to be in it moving forward. Yeah, he is being recruited for the slot, hybrid spot, and he's being recruited by Brian Hartline. So that also lets you know that Ohio State is very interested. Definitely a guy to watch and keep an eye on. And an interesting group of three schools, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, because all blue bloods, all with their kind of own unique calling cards, as it were. So not not a bad trio for the kid. Speaking of a guy who has a ton of options and will be here this weekend, taking a nice long trip, Emeka Egbuka. Some think the best athlete in the country from the Seattle area. We've mentioned that Ohio State has a commitment from G. Scott in that area, and we hope that helps. Egbuka wouldn't be making this trip if he wasn't interested. Another guy who it sounds like has a strong interest in Clemson, shocker. How about Egbuka in the latest? Well, he's a guy that's going to be a personality fit for Ohio State that already has high interest, and he's like-minded to the guys in the locker room. Already has a good connection with the Buckeye staff, so Here's an opportunity for Ohio State to really make a move with the Mecca uh, on this trip to Columbus. And uh, I think we talked about this last week, the way Ohio State recruited receiver position in 2020. Uh, there's a standard to what they have to recruit in 2021, or these guys will just, they won't be able to push the Julian Flemings and Jackson Smiths and G. Scotts uh, of the world behind them and, and keep that program up to snuff long term. Uh, Mecca Ibuka is a guy that will be able to come in and, and be of the same caliber uh, player, uh, maybe same caliber prospect, excuse me, and and push those guys uh, that are older than him when he if he were to go to Ohio State. I was asked this question. I did not have a good answer, and I'm hoping you do. If you were going to compare Ibuka to someone you've covered before this, who would it be? Well, I'm never good at this. Um, I mean, obviously, he is a blazer and a half, um, and uh, so just pick a fast guy that can uh, really make things happen. Um, and and he's he's a two-way guy uh, on the prep level. So I don't know. I'm never good at the comparison game. All right, let's see if you can handle this then. One of the big names in 2021 from a state located geographically above us, if you're looking at a map, Damon Payne, defensive lineman, the latest. I think Ohio State leads. Um, if you follow the visits and hear what he has to say after visiting Ohio State, uh, I just think he talks about Ohio State differently than the others. This is one that my uh, colleague Alan True kind of pegged as he thought Damon Payne was uh, more of an SEC-type guy. Um, with Ohio State, you lump him into that conversation, though. Um, as an SEC caliber type reputation in the uh, Big Ten country um, from just the, just the way they're perceived. And, and so I, I think that Ohio State's in a really good spot for him. Why the draw to Kentucky? If you look at his profile, the other team that's warm is Kentucky. Well, I don't know if they're necessarily in the top two, but I'll say that Kentucky's done a really good job in the state of Michigan getting in on these guys early, being one of the first to offer Coach Klinkscale recruits the state of Michigan for them. He does a really good job of building relationships, and they've had some big recruiting wins out of Michigan, um, Justin Rogers being the biggest this cycle. We would be remiss if we did not hit the one topic that uh, basically refuses to go away, that is 2020 running back recruiting. The name 
I'm hearing the most now in terms of desire. Jameer Gibbs, committed to Georgia Tech, but is blowing up big time, visited Alabama recently. Is Ohio State still in the mix? Yeah, I think Ohio State's firmly in the mix and may be the best bet to flip Jameer Gibbs if he were to indeed flip from Georgia Tech. That's not a prediction that he'll go to Ohio State, but I think that Ohio State uh, was a school that he was intrigued by. I talked to him after Ohio State offered take an unofficial visit, and if it's good, he'll take an official after that. So um, I think Ohio State's in the mix for Jameer Gibbs right now. And the running back conversation uh, continues, but at least it continues with high-profile names. He visited Alabama recently, like I said. Can you give us the latest on the Crimson Tide's desire to get him in the mix? Well, I'm not really sure there. You know, with Alabama, they're all, they could also be in the mix with Zach Evans if they're pushing there. And Jason McClellan's a running back committed to Oklahoma. He's expected to visit uh, Alabama as well. So Jameer Gibbs is a, a, a guy that uh, reported an offer from the Crimson Tide this weekend, and so I guess we'll see. Definitely feels like a fluid situation for Gibbs. We will be back in just a minute. Talk about the weekend's other games. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. The biggest tussle outside of your Buckeyes this weekend, people. Notre Dame at Michigan. You have a little bit of experience covering the Fighting Irish. The Midwest is your domain, so you know the Fighting Jim Harbaugh's. This will be the dramatic game of the weekend in terms of the result. What's your vibe? Yeah, um, I mean, I like Notre Dame going into the ball game. I, I think that they've proven to be the more complete team of the two this year. But obviously, uh, this is a tremendous opportunity for Michigan to change some of the narrative that's been written about them um, as of late. And I think that they showed some signs of life in the loss to Penn State last week. You know, they get down 21 to nothing, and uh, they could have just mailed it in, but they fought back and had a chance to tie the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, on the road in a very tough environment uh, against a good defense. And, and so uh, I think if you're Michigan, outside of the fact that you now have two losses and your preseason hopes of maybe making the college football playoff, certainly going to the Big Ten title game are, are pretty much eliminated. Now you're playing for pride. We'll see what they, you know, we'll see how they come out against the Notre Dame team that's still got a lot to play for. And Michigan's still a team that could get into a New Year's Six game if they if they uh, uh, close the season out strong. Um, but uh, that's still a hell of a hill to climb for them with the with the with the teams they got to play moving forward. And, and Notre Dame still um, it's a long shot, but you know they're they're going to be one of the top if they if they're a one loss team, one of the top one loss teams considered for a playoff spot if if that avenue were to open. I don't think it will. I think we're going to have I think we're going to have four undefeateds right now, which will be epically awesome. Um, normally, you, you feel like a team's going to trip up, and certainly they could, obviously. Uh, but I think that the combination of Alabama, LSU, you think that's a good chance to be undefeated. Ohio State, 
Oklahoma and Clemson. Uh, that would be an epic battle royale uh, college football playoff with four undefeated. So we'll see if if, if these these programs can stay the course because obviously it's never happened. And, and LSU, this could be a letdown Saturday, Dan, uh, with with some of these teams. Wisconsin loses to Illinois. I expect Ohio State to beat Wisconsin handily, but uh, they come into Columbus off a bad loss. Uh, I guess you never know, right? Uh, all, LSU has all kinds of momentum right now. Uh, big wins, big wins on the recruiting trail. They're the number two team in the country. Auburn coming into their house. Uh, that certainly, uh, they certainly have a chance to uh, rock the boat there in Baton Rouge. And uh, uh, Penn State uh, going to Michigan State, coming off a big win. They're undefeated. Uh, they've lost to Michigan State two years in a row. Uh, so, could be there's there's some teams that are there's a potential letdown Saturday uh, on tap here uh, this coming weekend. Very comprehensive report there. I'll take them one by one. Notre Dame at Michigan. How about Michigan just isn't down 21 after the first quarter? The Wisconsin game and the game last week were just a joke in the first quarter. And you want to know how Michigan standards have dropped. Everyone's saying that it was their best game of the year because they made this valiant comeback. That's fine, but you're judging them on a sliding scale standard there, and your expectations in the first place are weak. No one would accept that for the Buckeyes, so that's fine. I'm glad you bring that up, and you're going into Auburn. It's interesting because, I mean, Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat like every 18 months down at Auburn, and he's proven that he's been able to win some big games there. He's won a title. He's beaten Alabama a few times. Um He's actually raised. He, he's he's probably raised the stakes for himself a little bit. He's always on the hot seat. You know, Coach Harbaugh against top ten teams has not been as successful as Coach Malzahn has has been. So I just I've had this conversation with others that I think the standards a little different, uh, even even at Auburn than it is at Michigan. And I think that's where we'll leave it because that right there is an indictment of the Wolverine. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters.